Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Can you hear me okay? Fantastic, there we go. Great, my name's Dave, one of the leaders here and it's great to share the word of God with us this morning. Children, give us a wave, give us a shout, give us a cheer. Children. They are for sleep. <laughs> Bigger children, give us a wave. <laughs> Fantastic. And we also appreciate many people tuning in via podcast. A big welcome to you today and thank you for joining in. So today I'm just going to be sharing like a one-off uh, message. I haven't got too long to share. As, uh, and again, don't rush, rush off if you can after service. We've got loads of delicious cakes and various things served up for you. So please um, make some friends, have some coffee and cake and that would be really, really good. Fantastic. Great. Okay. So, I'm on a time clock. Don't worry, this isn't a sick bucket. (laughs) It's a waste paper bin, okay, and it's empty at the moment. Great. Um, Have you ever felt like you failed? My hand's up. Excuse me. I think across this place, we, we feel like we fail in different aspects of life, don't we, in different things. So, there we go. Fantastic. We can feel like we fail in different areas of our lives. It felt like a failure. Don't put your hand up. It felt like a failure. Sometimes we can feel and think, oh, I'm so rubbish, or I failed at that again, I did that again. Maybe it's tests at school, college, university. You do a test and you feel ill-prepared for the test. You, you face the test. Maybe you prepared really well, and you didn't quite get the questions you were hoping for. You think, oh, rubbish. Maybe um, as parents, mums and dads, maybe we think sometimes that we're not the best parents and we start looking around and think, well, they're, they're great parents over there, but me, oh, I'm not very good. Maybe in a workplace, you might think, oh, gosh, I'm not a very good co- uh, work colleague, I'm not a very good friend sometimes, I let people down, don't give me a wave, but I'm sure we can connect with different aspects of this in our life. I wish my life could be different. I wish I wasn't such a failure. Interesting, that word failure. Because we can fail. But do you know what? Failure doesn't make us a... a failing at something doesn't make us a failure. It really doesn't. But we use that language so often. Oh, I'm so rubbish. I'm such a failure. Interesting. Today our message is, is entitled Identity Theft. And... Um, have you, maybe, don't put your hands up, but maybe some of us have been victims of identity theft. For those that don't know what I'm talking about, identity theft works like this. Someone tries to assume your identity. It could be online. They're trying to get personal information about you so they can pretend to be you to commit a further crime. That further crime could be to set maybe up a bank account in your name so, or a mortgage in your name so they can take out stuff in your name, steal your money, or cause blackmail or any other type of crime or fraud. That's identity theft. And where they, do, where they get their bits of information, either they might hack into your emails, or, and this really happens, they might go into your mail, maybe you're away on holiday and you see a collection of mail on the floor and you just forgot to lock your porch, and they might look at your mail, and in your mail maybe uh, some particular evidence, we talk about your name and your address, get your date of birth, and various things, and suddenly they can start to set up a bank account in your name. Or, they might do this. 
They might go to your rubbish bins. This really happens, by the way. They might go to your rubbish bins, looking outside your rubbish, and this is why, big um, helpful hint, if ever you've got personal information on paper, try and shred it before you put it in the bins, okay? And they might rummage through your bit to try and get evidence that says a bit, your personal information could be your national insurance number code, it could be your, something with your date of birth, and as they get various bits, then they can assume your identity. Interesting that, isn't it? Interesting. That someone would go into a rubbish bin to try and find your or my identity. If we're a Christ follower here today, the devil can do all he likes just look in a bin. But our lives have been changed. The lives of Tamara and Irene have been changed. And where we once did things or said things or thought things or went certain places and that was sin, that was missing God's best and it's in the bin, Satan can go there all he likes but that's not our identity anymore. Our identity is no longer in the past mistakes, in the rubbish of our lives. Maybe some of us here today have done horrendous things or we think we've done horrendous things. But do you know what? When we come to faith in Christ Jesus, he says we are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. He gives us a brand new identity in Christ as we come to him in faith in Jesus Christ. So the devil can go rummaging all he likes, but my identity is no longer there. Your identity is no longer in the past mistakes. God has given you a plan and a future, and he's got future hope for you because you are a new person in him. Come on, church. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Come on, I need to see a bit more faith in the house this morning because our past mistakes are no longer there. But sometimes we live as if that's my past mistakes. And I'm reminded of my past failures all the time. But God says, no, no, I nailed that to the cross. I nailed that to the cross. You are no longer that person. You are Dave Bolton, new creation. Turn to the person and say, you're a new creation. (laughs) Turn to the other person and say, God wants to do something new in your life. John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come, says Jesus, but I have come that you might have life and life to the full. Life to the full. Satan, the enemy of our souls, an angel that was once responsible for the worship in heaven, an angel, let's give him a name, Satan, our own desires, And the world system are enemies of our soul. And so if we allow him to, Satan would want to. He can't steal our identity, but he can try and persuade us that who is God? God isn't really real. Is it really just a fairy tale? Is it really just trying to be a crutch in life to help us get through in the difficult times? Or is it really, really, is he really, really someone that actually is real and is changing people's lives? I tell you, friends, I would not be here today if it wasn't, he wasn't real in my life. And I'm sure, listening across this story, this room today, are stories of people who God is changing all the time. That's why I say, friends, write your stories down. If God has been faithful to you, if God has changed your life, write it, write it down. Don't keep your testimonies to yourself, but big it up, speak it up, big him up. Big him up, what he's doing, because it, 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 it celebrates who God is and what he's doing in our life. A thought very quickly for today is this. Trust in the truth in the test. Yeah. 
We've got to trust in the truth in the test. Turn to the person next to you and say, trust in the truth in the test. I want to share that on the screen, please, Daniel. Trust in the truth in the test. See, life is a test. There's no, there's no dress rehearsal. We've got one, one um, shot at this. But in our life, we will have trouble, Jesus says. There will be various tests we go through. Can I say this? If you're, um, if you're just maybe on the fence at the moment, and you, in, maybe you wouldn't necessarily call yourself a Christian. Well, I'm going to say this, and I'm sure many people will agree. Trusting in Jesus and following Jesus is not for the faint-hearted. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not for people with no backbone or stamina. Because it doesn't, it's not offering us a, a free ride and a golden ticket to heaven and life's going to be great. No, no, no. Because God is more interested in what's in you, becoming more shaped, more like the character of Jesus. That those things that you know are in you or thought you'd they weren't in you, but they'll come to the surface that God wants to shape our character, our attitudes and our actions to become more like Jesus before we die, before we pass away. Some people think, well, I'll just, on my deathbed, I'll, I'll say a certain prayer and I'll get my ticket to heaven. What a waste. Don't let that be your story because it's the greatest privilege of getting to know Jesus in our lives. It really is. But life is a test. Life is full of challenges. It's called life. It's called life. But in the test of life, God wants us to trust in the truth, in the test. I say this this morning, truth has a name. What's his name? Jesus. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Muhammad couldn't say that. Buddha couldn't say that. Only Jesus can say that. I am the way, the truth. And life, and we've got to trust in the truth, trust in Jesus, trust in the truth in the test. So, very quickly, and I've got not much time today, just uh, I want to unpack uh, very quickly a few verses. Thanks, Daniel. Found in, um, in Luke chapter 3, this is the baptism of Jesus. Um, and the context is John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, is baptizing people. And it talks about he's proclaiming a baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. And for those of you that may not be around church for, many, for very long, repentance means just a change of mind. I look at how my life was, or maybe is, and I'm seeing something different, so I'm changing my mind to live differently. But it's not just about self-help and, and doing good works. It's about forgiveness. That when we say, God, I put my trust in you, as Tamara and Irene said today, I put my trust in you, God says, sin things you've done in the past that you wouldn't like to tell anyone, shame, guilt, it's in the rubbish bin of your life and I forgive it. And you are a new creation in me. And so John the Baptist was preaching this and when all the people were being baptised, Jesus was baptised too. He didn't have to be. And John said to him, I don't want to baptise you. He says, permit it. It has to be so. It has to be, I have to fulfil all righteousness. So Jesus was baptised too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my son in whom I love and, you I am, and with you I am well pleased. This account is one of the few accounts in scripture where it occurs in all four of the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the gospel writers, those that have written about the life of Jesus. This is one of the few accounts where it's in all of them, the baptism of Jesus. 
and Holy Spirit alights on Jesus as a dove. And this voice comes from heaven and says, you are my son. You are my son. Maybe to you today, Christ follower, you are my daughter. You are my son. God would say that to you today, every single one of us who was a Christ follower. You are my son. You are my daughter. In you, I am well pleased. Hang on, whoa, David, Dave. I, uh, you can't say that because although I might be a Christ follower, I mess up. No, no, no. That's not how it works. In you, I am well pleased because God doesn't see our mistakes. When we commit our lives to God and we say, God, would you forgive me and keep a short account? He doesn't look at our sin. He sees the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross and he sees someone who has done nothing wrong. I think that's good news. I think that's amazing. I'm so glad of that for my own life. Dave, you are my son and you I am well pleased. Even on my darkest moments, God, yes. Not in what you do, but in you, because you are a new creation. In you, I am well pleased. And then we see straight after this, really quickly, Daniel. We see um, Luke chapter 4. What happens is Jesus is baptized. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days, everyone say 40 days. He was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. What's happening now is Jesus has been a revelation. He's been, there's been, we've seen the reveal. You are my son, and you are well pleased. Now there's a reversal happening in his life. He's about to face a big test. Was that God about to test him? No, it's going to be the Satan about to test him, about to war with him, but God is allowing it. Can I say this, church? When you go through difficult times, God can allow that. God can allow that. It's not necessarily happening through God, but he can allow that so that we can grow through that experience. But can I say this? God will never allow anything to happen to you that you cannot cope with. That you cannot cope with. Never. No temptation or no test has overcome you except such as common to man. Sometimes we think we're the only one that faces certain challenges. No. It's common to mankind. It was said of Jesus, he was tempted in all ways as you and I are, but was without sin. No temptation has overcome you except such as common to man. But when the temptation... God will provide the way of escape that you and I may be able to bear it. So when we have difficult situations, circumstances, God has allowed you to be able to go through that because he knows it's going to shape you for the greater purposes that are ahead. When we're on planet Earth, we won't always know all the answers. We won't always know the why behind everything. But God does. And we've got to trust in the truth, in the test. And what happens here, and I've not got time to read everything there. The devil says to him, there's three challenges. And Jesus had to go to the wilderness. Why? Because there really are only three types of sin. That 1 John chapter 2, verse 5 to 15, 17 says. There are only three types of sin. So Jesus may not have done every sin that you and I have might have committed or might be tempted to commit. But they have its root in three types of sin. There is the lust of the flesh. There was the lust of the eyes. And there was the pride of life. The lust of the flesh is where you, your body just wants to do things. It wants pleasure. It wants to live a certain way. 
Lust of the eyes is where we see things and I want to have it. I would call that different things, covetousness. I want to have that and maybe it's not yours to have. The pride of life. I can do it my way. And we, sometimes as Christians, can dress it up with different language. But God wants to work through our lives to shine out something good. It's interesting. Um, coins. When the Royal Mint makes coins and any minter makes coins, there are two types of coins. There are bullion coins and there are proven coins. Proven coins are more valuable because they're put in certain dyes. They look different. They look shinier. They look amazing. But the dyes they're put in are expensive and they have to go through the process. And at the end of the process, when you own a, and I don't own one of them, by the way, when you own a, a proven coin, it comes with a certificate in a gift, gift box to declare that that coin has been proven. That coin has its value because it has been proven. We have to go through a process in life and we cannot shortcut it. We cannot circumvent it. We have to go through, God, you know what you want from my life. And you know the battles I'm going to face. And you know how you want to use me for your glory later on. I decide to allow you to let me go through the tests of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And, Je- and devil says to, Satan says to Jesus, he says, if you are the son of God. Notice how he's attacking his identity. He's attacking. God has just said, you, you are my son. And now that Satan is saying, If you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, I wonder if we see these three words all out loud together. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Here Jesus is hungry, he's not eaten um, a jot for 40 days. Each day is representing a year that the the Israelites sinned in the wilderness and, and were wandering in the wilderness. And here's the test, number one, the lust of the flesh. He could easily said, you're right. I'm the son of man. I'm the son of God. And I could do a miracle here and eat. But that wasn't, Jesus had to say no to his flesh. And he had to undo the three sins that were committed in the original Garden of Eden. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Number one, next one, please, Dan. The devil led him to a high place and showed him this is the eyes showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all, all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me and I can give it to, you, it to anyone I want to, said the devil. If you worship me, it will be all yours. And Jesus said, it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve only the lust of the eyes. See, Jesus wasn't necessarily interested in lots of kingdoms, but he could see this as a shortcut way to doing the will of the Father. If he had the authority and, we, and perhaps he had a moment where he could actually, people could respect him and see him, maybe he didn't need the cross. But no, he had to go to the cross, so he had to say no to the lust of the eyes. And next, Daniel. The devil led him to Jerusalem and stand on, on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God. Again, another attack on his identity. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written. Now the devil's using the Bible again. Whenever it says it is written, he's referring to the Bible. Now the devil says, well, okay, I can refer to the Bible too. It is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. 
They will lift you up in their hands that you will not strike your foot against a stone. There you go, Jesus. I can, I, you can do this because it's written in the Bible. This, this scripture you keep quoting from me. And Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. That is the pride of life. That is the test that says, I know best. I know best. I know best. I've got an opportunity over here. I know best. But Jesus says, well, actually, I've got to check that your attitudes are right before the action. The thing is, we can do actions, but if the attitude's not right, the character's not right, it can affect everything. And the whole thing can fall apart. God knows best. Only God knows best. Been in my life, and I've, I've thought I've known best different times. And I realise I don't know best. All I know is I've got to keep trusting. Keep trusting. Keep trusting in the truth in the test. Thanks, Daniel. But here we see, we've had Jesus, he's had the, the reveal of his identity. He's had the reverse, so he's gone into a testing time, which we were all can face in life. And then we see Jesus returning to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Some of us want the power, the, the ability to do what God wants to do, but that only comes once we've been proven. That only comes in the, that God can t- trust us in the character development of our life. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Thanks, Daniel. Trust in the truth in the test. Say this to your neighbour again. Trust in the truth in the test. Three very quick things. Thank you, Thanks, Daniel. Number one. Trust in the truth in the test by knowing God's identity. God's identity. We've got to know God's identity. If you're here today and you wouldn't yet, yet call yourself a Christian, then ask. Ask even God. Ask a friend that might be a, call themselves a Christian. Ask, well, who is God? Who is God's identity? God, give me a wave if God has been good to you. So there's been a time in our life where God has been good. If we're a Christ follower, God has been good because he saved us. And we know the, the, the joy of just knowing God. But there might be times when you needed something in life and you said, God, would you do something? And he met your need. Medical, financial, friendship, when you were lonely, whatever it is. Past experience of God's goodness. Well, do you know what? God does that so you rely on him for the next occasion where you need his goodness. Amen? He gives us those past experiences so we know that he was good then. He's good. He's faithful. He's so faithful he cannot deny himself. Past experiences of God's goodness, lean into them because they're part of who God is. He is good. He is loving. He's merciful. He's faithful. His word declares his identity. The bread of life. He is the good shepherd. Prayer, lean into God. When you're going through a a crisis, you're going through a difficult time, God, in this time, in this moment, oh, reveal yourself. Reveal who you are in this time. There's many attributes of God. He's infinite. He's infinite. And God will reveal a part of him that you need to know for a certain test and time in your life. Number one, God's identity. Secondly, we need to know your identity in Christ. Your identity in Christ. 
And this is where we compare. We might think, oh, it's okay for him or for her. But no, you're no worse and you're no better. Some of you need to hear, isn't it? You're no worse. Some of you need to hear that you're no better. We all, if we come to faith in Christ, are sons and daughters in Christ Jesus. Our identity is in Christ Jesus. In fact, the word Christian doesn't appear in the Bible. It was a Mickey tape that came up later on, meaning mini Christ, but they called the Christians in Christ. Those are in Christ. In Christ. Some of you here today need to look yourself in the mirror and say, you are a man of God. You are a daughter of God. You are in Christ Jesus. Because when you declare it, faith arises in our heart when we go through the challenging seasons. And finally, Daniel, number three, your responsibility. We have a responsibility. We to understand what God does for us and what we've got to do for ourselves in Christ. And our responsibility is God wants us to pray. Pray. Pray at all times. Pray at all times. Going through a difficult time, pray. Ask God, God, it's a difficult time. It's a difficult time. Would you help me? Wait on him. Let him reveal things to you. Pray. Prophesy. Declare over your situations. This is not who I am. Maybe the devil is through other people might be highlighting something in your life but you know that issue has been dealt with dealt with you declare over that situation that is not me anymore I am a new person I'm a new person I'm a new creation and finally praising praising your responsibility is to praise how can I praise when I'm in a difficult time how can I praise when I'm in a testing time how can you not how can you not Give me a wave if you've ever been in a difficult time and all you could do was start to sing. All you could do is start to worship. And all you did, as you started to worship, it might have started like something really feeble. Oh God, I love you. And maybe you start singing a song. And suddenly faith arises because you get your eyes off of the test and onto God who can bring you through the test. Better, not bitter. It's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to trust in the truth, in the test. Trust in the truth, in the test. Satan wants to to convince you that you have no future. He wants to convince you that you're a rubbish Christian. He wants to convince you of your past mistakes. He wants to convince you that you're not that good. Well, the truth is none of us are that good. Only Christ, only Christ. But in Christ, God says that you are a new creation. In Christ, Jesus, God says that you are his workmanship or his masterpiece. Created for good works that God has prepared in advance for you and I to walk in. Do you know that? Your life has purpose. Come on, church. Your life has purpose. Your life has purpose. It has meaning. People in this room, and you've been, you feel like you've been kicked around. You feel like you've been kicked around. You feel like you've been kicked around. And you feel like you're just limping along on this road called following Christ. But you need to hear the truth in your heart. Don't hear it with your ears right now. Hear it with your heart. Hear it with your transformed mind that God loves you. That God has a plan 
and a purpose for your life. And that everything you're going through or have been through, He's allowed, He's allowed, no matter how ugly it has been, He's allowed it, permitted it for your growth. For your growth. And maybe the prayers you've prayed haven't been answered the way you wished. But know that God loves you unconditionally. His love for you has never, ever changed. It's never changed. It's never changed. And the devil will say to you that, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? It doesn't really work. But God will say to you this morning that he loves you. He still loves you. He's always loved you. Because he sees the masterpiece that he is creating in your life. You. Not the person next to you. You. God is creating you into a masterpiece. But you've got to go through the journey. You've got to go through the process. You cannot shortcut it. You've got to allow God through his Holy Spirit to to mould you, to shape you. It's costly. But only those things that are masterpieces have to go through a costly process. You cannot shortcut it. Because God loves you so much for the things he has orchestrated for you. There's people in this room today and God has got amazing ministries for you. God has got great plans for your life. Don't shortcut. There's people in this room who are struggling with identity. God loves you. Don't shortcut. Declare who you are in Christ Jesus. Right now in this moment, I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to But if you right now, just, you're just saying, God, God, I need a fresh revelation of who you are and who I am in you. Right now, just raise your hand. I just want to quickly pray for you for 30 seconds. A fresh revelation of who you are and who I am in you. That's wonderful. Great, great, great. Great, great, great. Great. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters right now. Holy Spirit, that you would just re- reveal to their hearts, to their minds, afresh who they are in you. Ask God where you are right now. Those who are responding in your heart, just ask God in your heart right now. Reveal to me who you are. And I pray, Lord, that the love of God would be revealed again in their hearts, in their lives. In Jesus' name. That they may know know who the truth is who Jesus is who God is in that test they've been a trust in the truth in that test in Jesus name as we just continue in this moment of prayer we've seen today there's two lives that I just said I'm, I'm following Jesus I'm following Jesus I'm giving him everything I'm trusting him in my life and that wasn't always their story and right now you might be here today you wouldn't yet call yourself a Christian but maybe deep in your heart you're saying today I need Jesus I need Jesus while every head is bowed and eyes shut I'm not going to call you forward but right now if that's your prayer today you wouldn't yet call yourself a Christian but you're saying you know I need Jesus I want to pray for you I'm not going to embarrass you but right now all across this place you're saying to me this morning I need Jesus raise your hand high wonderful wonderful I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. The truth is we all need Jesus, don't we? So let's pray this prayer out loud together, friends. Come on. Dear Father, 
thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I repent of my sins. Would you forgive me of my sins? Would you give me a fresh start? I give my life to you to follow you all the days of my life. Help me discover my purpose in you and reveal to me who I am in you and what you think about me. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.